there is one word that repeatedly comes up, and that's caring. Yeah, it's caring. It's the yeah. coaches who are successful here. Yeah, they know a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't matter what they know because they care so dang much. from Ian Finnis. I've got none other than Mr. Chris Cuffey, long time coach, once upon a time client, and I'm excited to share his story and have him share some of, insight, some of his insights along his journey to help you at home uh, reach your goals, whatever they may be. So Chris, man, catch us up to speed with how you got started with Ian Fitness, once upon a time, okay. and fast forward to kind of where you're at today, the role you're doing today. Um, just so everybody know, everybody at home knows what's going on. Absolutely. Um, it, I mean, it's been a bit of a, a whirlwind, right? Yeah. It's coming up on, what, nine, almost ten years, probably, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I started out as a client in, in boot camp. My sister gives me a call one day, one sunny day, yeah. back in, <laughs> I think, 2009 or 10. Says, yeah. hey, this guy, Ian, he's starting this boot camp. you got to come check it out. You know, I'm thinking I'm too good for boot camp, but she twists my arm, and I, and sure. I go, and I love and we're it. Out, we're outside at this time. Right, right at the right. time. Right. Uh, in the park. We were at the park, and there was no equipment. There was nothing. It was just yeah. burpees and bear crawls and yeah. sprints and the me and yelling potatoes. at you. The yeah. potatoes of boot camp. <laughs> and so did that for, I don't know, six months or so. Yeah. Finally reached out. Hey, can I give you a hand with anything? And mm -hmm. I think uh, you wanted some hot tea, something to warm your hands up with. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, just kind of started shadowing you for a little bit, mm -hmm. taking over just, I don't know, maybe two mornings a week, yeah. boot camps, and then, man, it all kind of snowballed from there, I yeah. feel like. It was it was getting the certifications going, and then picking up personal training clients, and So, then, let me stop you real quick. So, yeah. um, when you started getting more involved, what, like, what part of it, well, first of all, like, the transition from being a client to then saying, hey, I want to help out, yeah. like, where did that come from, and, and what... What inspired you to reach out, and kind yeah. of why did why did you do that? You know, it's I'd always been an active person, kid growing up, sports, sports at college, that sort of stuff. But like I think a lot of people got away from it as college went on. You're not, yeah. you know, you don't have as much time to just sit around and kick the soccer ball around, shoot yeah. hoops, or, or do whatever. So getting back into the boot camp made it feel like that. It was like I was at sure. basketball practice or soccer yeah. practice again, and then you know you're meeting everybody else in the boot camp and you're starting to get you know make friends and yeah. and get that sort of feel mm -hmm. back and so that was really cool to be around and I think that was probably what under what was underneath it all was just wanting to be around that more mm -hmm. yeah um, but then uh, just thinking that hey I could I saw you doing it and certainly you were motivating and, and I thought perhaps I could, you know, do uh, that hey, too. If this guy can do right? it, I can do it, no problem. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> you know, so I was like, hey, at least I could give it a shot. Maybe sure. I could, do, you know. Sure. Uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, it was, you made a difference for me, mm -hmm. you know, providing not only that atmosphere, but certainly the workouts and yeah. the relationships and, and just the change overall in, in me from somebody who didn't have, you know, that, that there was a missing piece, right? That kind of athletic piece that I yeah. had in my life, yeah. in my life with, team sports and stuff like sure. that. So being able to then be a part of that and help other people find that too mm -hmm. seemed like something that was, you know, worth at least a little bit of my time yeah. at the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's funny. The um, 
you know, because my background is so heavy in team sports, soccer and basketball, and when I first created the boot camp, you know, I was I was just creating it, right? Like right. I didn't really know, I didn't have a solid game plan. I felt I, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did know I wanted to make it feel like a team because there's there's something special about that, especially for those of us that played sports growing up. And then also for those folks who haven't, I know that they've reached out to me. I'm sure you've experienced the same thing where it's like, I never was part of a team and it right. feels great to be part of a team, part of a community that does that. So that's really cool. So you got on board, uh, reluctantly said, yes, you can help out. And I was very gracious for the, uh, <laughs> for the opportunity to work with you. And then obviously, you know, we're talking nine, 10 years ago and here we are today, you still working with the company. So yep. catch everybody up to speed, kind of what your role is today and kind of what that looks like. And uh, did you see that coming? Not even a little. Okay. <laughs> didn't see didn't see that coming at all. Um, so the role today, as we call it, is regional manager. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know <laughs> if you know what that means, but no. Um, I, I look at it more as as you know helping certainly Ian Fitness, but the individuals, the managers, the team mm-hmm. as a whole, the coaches succeed um, in in what we do, and that's. The world-class boot camp sessions, personal training sessions, um, and certainly helping uh, helping us grow in in a way. I do a lot of the interviewing and hiring, and so who we bring onto the team, I think, is yeah. really important. Yeah. Because I think there's certainly a lot of a lot of people in the fitness industry who are tremendously knowledgeable. Yeah. But they don't. There's a missing piece for a lot of those things. So I think who we have on this team is part of why we've been super successful and it started you know with you and that was that was kind of a culture that you built and then certainly i came on and other folks who've been here for a long time fit in really well and i think that's a really important piece and part of what separates us and what we can bring to the clients in terms of their success so what do you think that missing piece is you mentioned that you know and i've experienced it well where we've interviewed with coaches or trainers that have had you know three to four different certifications and two to three different degrees but there was kind of that missing piece. And, and what do you think that missing piece is? And why do you think it's so important when it comes to coaching clients? You know, it's funny you say that. I think <laughs> there's, when I'm t- sitting down with a coach, there's one word that they keep, that the successful ones, the ones who end up coming on board, mm-hmm. staying on for a long time, helping hundreds of clients, thousands of clients. If you're getting ready for an interview with us, it sounds like you should pay close attention to this. There's <laughs> one word. <laughs> there's one word that repeatedly comes up and that's caring. Yeah. It's caring. It's the yeah. coaches who are successful here. Yeah, they know a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't matter what they know because they care so dang much sure. about everybody that they're interacting with, whether yeah. it's a client, other coaches, you, me, the person walking down the street. Yeah. So, um, I think that's one of the big differentiating factors. Because, yeah. I mean, as you know, we've got a number of, of clients who are, yeah, coaches who were clients before. Totally. And they felt that, and they care yeah. about what we do and how like we yourself. do yourself. Myself, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah I think, so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because, the, you know, the, you know, just on the surface, it would seem like the more knowledge you have within the industry, the better coach you might be. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's, it's actually, the reality is actually the level of the ability that you can connect with a client and that you can yeah. make them feel comfortable and enjoy the experience. And there has to be knowledge surrounding that. Uh, seems to be the biggest kind of determining factor of, of folks' success. And then I think those pieces come 
from having been a client or experienced right. it on the client side and experience success and then you're able to kind of transfer that over. Right. Um, that's awesome. So what do you think you contribute your success to your rise along from just starting off at boot camp and just starting in the shadowing process in the park, in the rain, to now moving up, you know, in the corporate team and, and leading, you know, tons of, of employees and having serviced thousands of training sessions yeah. over the course of the years. Like, what is it about you that's led you and allowed you to be successful? I don't mean, what is there about me? I don't, there's yeah. nothing special um, about about me. I think it's just been, first of all, not being afraid of opportunities. I think, I mean, you've certainly given me the first of, you know, my, for those of you who don't know, I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in criminal justice, and that was the path. Yeah. And then I was given this opportunity to come here and do this, and that opened my eyes to the fact that there were other opportunities, but yeah. better opportunities. So, I mean, being, and then I think along the way, you've, you know, hey, do you want to pick up personal training clients? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Do you want to do some consultations? Yeah, I do. Would you mind interviewing this person? Yeah, I do. And so there's just been a, re a repeated uh, cycle of just, yes, yes, I would like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's part of it. I think another part, though, is, I mean, I just talked about it, is caring. And Let me ask you a quick question. So... It sounds like saying yes to opportunities was a yes. big one, and kind of saying yes, yes. in general, and I, <laughs> I totally agree with that. But what if, you know, what about the people at home that, like, might might want that opportunity, and it might sound good, but they're not ready? You know, like, did you feel like every time, <laughs> and every time an opportunity was presented for you, care if you're ready. were you ready? And how, so how did you, yeah. how did you kind of address that feeling of maybe not being ready if it was a new thing for you to do, or a new level of responsibility? Yeah, that's, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I think I mean there was there was so many things that I don't know looking back that I would have sat down and said yeah I'm I'm ready yeah but you just kind of go and you find your way you I don't want to say fake it till you make it but you know yeah you fake it till you make it yeah um, and and I've certainly made a number of mistakes along the way but as long as you're kind of willing to make the mistakes sure to dive in and if it's something that you know you you enjoy because I think that's been part of it people have asked me all the time like you ever think about working anywhere else no not at all because <laughs> I like right what answer. we do yeah <laughs> uh, but no I like what we do I like how we do it and so I enjoy it and I think that allows me to one want to do better yeah um, for the clients for myself for the team um, but also I think that I don't know I don't know it's just one of those things where the, the more you care about something the more you're able to Put into it, and I think yeah. that's been. I mean, not to toot my own horn here. There are a thousand things that I've done that I mean nobody knows about. Sure. You know, I mean, I'll go hide a key at Green Lake at midnight so right. somebody else can get in in the morning, and that yeah. doesn't happen if I don't enjoy right. it and want it to be successful and totally. want whoever else is coming in the morning totally. to be successful. And so, yeah. um, in terms of, of kind of what you were talking about, the opportunity and, and yes. being ready for it. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't ready for it. I'd yeah. never in a million years thought this is where I was going to be. I was totally. going to be working the graveyard shift in the patrol car, right. catching bad guys. Yeah. Um, but I think that when given the opportunity, if it feels good, I had to go for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like what you said about, you know, fake it till you make it. Because the reality is, and then in terms of being ready, like you said, like sometimes you, you might not feel like you're ready and you kind of have to put yourself out there to find out if you're ready, right? Because that's really the only way to, to truly know. And I know the folks at home that come in for their very first boot camp or come in for their very first personal training session, 
they might not feel ready, but you got to put on your uh, your stretchy pants and put on your shirt and you come work out and you know the workout will let you know if you're ready and then fortunately for the folks at home obviously our training sessions have evolved enough to be able to accommodate all levels yep. so we can make those adjustments but um saying yes it sounds like it's a it's been a really big part of it and then just making the right making the time be the right time and not necessarily waiting waiting yeah. until you're ready so um the last piece i want to cover is is obviously for your evolution within the company to be in a leadership role um, speak a little bit to kind of how you've evolved as a leader and, and what some of the key contributions to that development's been. Because, you know, I read actually a statistic somewhere that as companies grow, and we've certainly grown from the park to now 10 uh, locations around town, including a headquarters, we've grown along the way. And typically businesses that have that level of growth don't retain the, the employees that they started with. And so obviously you're still here and a couple other folks are still here too. But what would you say you're kind of um, yeah, the biggest contributors to your level of leadership development's been. Yeah, I think. And, t and share share your favorite leadership quote too, because I like it and I always get it wrong. Uh oh, I'm not sure which one you're a talking leader about. Leader of one. A little, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a leader of one, a leader of many. If you can't lead one, then you can't lead any. I love it. I love um, it. And so, I mean, just going on that quote. Yeah, yeah, I take a lot of of pride in taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. physically spiritually emotionally mentally all that stuff yeah um, certainly I'm always looking for new opportunities and why do you think that's important when it comes to leading other people well, just like it that I mean if you can't if I can't hold myself to a certain standard yeah. I, there's I don't feel right holding others to that same standard yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's a huge piece of it certainly I think um, living in alignment with who I want to be is important so you know yeah th that's kind of what I'm talking about there. Gotcha. Growing up, I always, you know, in sports, I was captain of a lot of teams, and I always thought of myself as kind of a lead by example kind of guy. Could do my thing and perform well, and everybody else will just look at me and go, "Yeah, no, I should do that." Yeah. And, and I've had to learn that's that not, that way, uh, yeah. no, no, yeah. Yeah. that's not always how it works. So there's uh, learning who I was was an important first step to, mm. to growth in my own yeah. role in, in leadership. So, um, and then taking advantage of opportunities, again, I've been saying this yeah. this whole time we've been yeah. talking, but you know, I mean, there've been dozens of conferences, right? Mm -hmm. um, all, I can't even name all the books that I've read on, on yeah. and it's not just leadership, it's time management, it's- Personal I mean, development. Right, all yeah. kinds of different, different topics. I mean, all that, and then, I think you're the one who said, you know, never settle, never peak. Yeah. Uh, and so it's always been this constant, you know, if that's how Ian feels, you know, yeah. shoot, you know, yeah. follow your example. Sure. And that's actually a side note here. I forget who said it. We were at a conference and somebody said, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, if somebody else has done something successfully, yeah, model success. Do that thing. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, it's Tony really, Robbins. Well, yeah, as well so as probably some other people. I was going to say, yeah. I don't think yeah. it was him that I heard it from, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done that a lot is, okay, yeah. that's, you know, what Ian's been doing or whoever. Um, sure. And tried my best to emulate that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great line of thinking because oftentimes when people make a decision or want to try to do something, starting from scratch is not the most effective, right. efficient, uh, or ex less expensive way to do it. It's like right. somebody else has done what you've wanted 
um, be it you know a financial or a leadership or uh, fitness results it's like go to them they can help you right. right and that's the whole idea behind coaching and behind kind of modeling success is they've done it before they figured it out they can help kind of make some examples um, so that's great yeah I, I think uh, the and, and back to that comment that study I referenced the employees that maintained their employment with the company that grew were the ones that focused on self-development because yeah. what got you here it won't get you there so you know you and i are not the same person that were oh. running boot camps <laughs> in the park we've had to evolve we've had to kind of level up um, and that comes from experience but it also comes from learning from outside sources so that's great so you mentioned a couple books uh to, to finish up here share you know your three favorite books not necessarily on leadership but just on kind of personal development in and itself that will help people kind of level up for themselves, whether yeah. they want to become better leaders or they want to be more uh, disciplined around what they're trying to do and just kind of to get better. Yeah, I think um, there are certainly, I mean, there's so many. Um, I always kind of start with three and I'll throw in a fourth. Um, Bonus. Yeah. Over deliver. Sorry. Over deliver. Providing value. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first one is called um, The Power of Positive Thinking. And it's, it's certainly about mindset and the way yeah. you think and self-talk and all that. Yeah. And for those who want to check it out, it, it does have a little bit of a religiousness to it. So, you know, if you're into that, go for it. If not, you know, insert whatever needs to be uh, inserted there for you to take sure. home the point. But, yeah. you know, that, that was huge, I think, because of a lot of the negative mindsets and self-talk that certainly I mean, myself. Yeah less so now, but still mm-hmm. gets into. So that, that was a, a big one for me. Then um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, one of my favorites. Super duper, I mean, foundational stuff as far as just person-to-person interaction. Yeah. Required uh, middle school reading. Right, yeah. right. Um, I told my wife that if I had to create like a charter school or something, like yeah. those would be the first yeah, yeah. books assigned. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, Think and Grow Rich was another one, Napoleon Hill. Great read, just about mindset and, and yeah. being able to move forward and become more. Yeah. And then the bonus book, though, is, is one I think that you probably know is coming, but it's become somewhat of a, of a I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but yeah. must read if, if yeah. not for nothing else, but it's called Extreme Ownership. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it really, really resonated with me, not so much because, as you know, it, it breaks up into kind of military stories and then business applications. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a guy and I, li- I like the military stories and all sure. that, but really it's the take-home points that I'm sitting there like, yes, I yeah. found myself doing that a lot with yeah. that book because it, it was all about, I'm, I'm one who, like I said, leads by example. I'd like to do my thing mm-hmm. and, and do it to the best of my abilities, and I think that's one of the, the points of that book is that you know, you, you're in control of you, yeah. and you can take control over what you can take control of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed all those books and definitely the extreme ownership one. I think it's it's become kind of like um, a mantra or a rallying cry within right. our company, within right. our leadership group, right? But what I really liked about it, you know, the aha moments seemed like he was able to articulate things that I felt or believed Absolutely. or kind of thought about. And I was like, yes, that's, that's, I know that. <laughs> right. And like, you put it in words for me. Thank you very much. What, the much. military has a term yeah. for that? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's been great. And then I think it's no, you know, I think it's, it's important to kind of draw out the fact that all the books that you chose were around mindset. Right. And, you know, if you want to be a better leader, if you want to have a better body, all these different things, if you want change, it always going to st- it's going to start up here every single time. 
for it to be lasting sustainably change. You can have some quick fixes and some band-aids, but if you want it to be sustainable and 10 years worth, um, it's gotta start upstairs in the mindset. So I think that's a great insight um, to pull from your choices there. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I'll see you. I'll see you real soon. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right. Good interview.